0: everybody and welcome back to Witch Fix. I'm really sorry for the dearth of book reviews at the moment. I'm trying to read other stuff to do with like writing research and and all of that stuff. I'm just too busy to read also for the podcast. We may be looking at going back to like one episode a week. I apologise if that becomes the case, but I'm, I'm powering through. Unfortunately, this novel took me several weeks to like bring myself to like plough through because To be honest, I wasn't having a great time, and there's a story behind that. The novel in question is Dead Witch Walking by Kim Harrison. It's the start of an urban fantasy series that is incredibly popular. A lot of people really like this book series. Personally, it's not really my thing. Uh, I've said before that I don't really read a lot of urban fantasy, and to be honest, I think this book might be the reason why, because I read this, or trying to read this, uh, as a sort of mid-teen readers of sort of fourteen fifteen, and I ended up did not finishing it about 100 pages in and it's always stuck in my mind as that book that I didn't finish I have this thing about like finishing books, there's very few books that I just don't finish um, and I've made videos about those, you should check them out on YouTube but I always try and finish them so I, I went back to this one as sort of my white whale, the book I did not finish And I made myself finish it. I have complex opinions about this book. So for starters, I'm going to read you the blurb. 40 years ago, a genetically engineered virus killed half of the world's human population and exposed creatures of dreams and nightmares that had until then lived in secret alongside humanity. Rachel Morgan is a runner with the Inderland Runner Services apprehending criminals throughout modern day Cincinnati. She's also a witch. Used to confronting criminal vampires, dark witches and homicidal werewolves, Rachel's latest assignments, apprehending cable-stealing magic students and tax-evading leprechauns, have prompted her to break her 30-year contract with the IS and start her own runner agency. But no one quits the IS. Marked for death, Rachel is a dead witch walking unless she can appease her former employers and pay off her contract by exposing the city's most prominent citizen as a drug lord but making an enemy of the ambiguous Trent Calamac proves even more deadly than leaving the IS. So that's sort of the basis for the novel. And I think the first I got into it before was like up to about 100 pages where Rachel leaves the IS and moves in with her like friend, uh, Ivy, who is a vampire uh, in a church uh, where she's, meant to be safe from some of the assassins being sent after her and at that point i quit and i think the thing that made me quit was the introduction of something called a splat gun which is it's a gun that fires splat balls which are described as sort of like gelatinous balls with a charm or spell inside which if they hit you you get the 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 spell worked on you or whatever and and i think that really just turned me off as an idea And as a name for something and i just stopped reading so to start with some positives uh, i do really like the world in which this is set the idea of there being this revelatory moment where suddenly everyone became aware of these supernatural beings there being tensions and uh, agencies on both sides trying to monitor them that's a really good concept love it there's also a deviation from established history so for example in in this universe we never went to the moon Instead of like the space race, there was bioengineering and this sort of idea of like bioengineered medicine and treatments and then also viruses, which were spread in a tomato of all things, which caused the deaths of a large portion of humanity. So now bioengineered anything is strictly illegal um, and clamped down on even more harshly than any other kind of drug. And there was a moment later, like, really late on in the novel, where Rachel takes aspirin for the first time, and she thinks to herself, like, oh, I've, I've seen one person take aspirin before. I, I know kind of what the deal is with pills. You're, you're meant to swallow them whole. And and she kind of psychs herself up to doing it, and is like, I don't really see what good this is going to do compared to, like, a pain amulet. But I liked that idea that, Obviously, on one side of, of this divide, you have human Cincinnati, you have, you know, all the normal technologies that we have, bar a few. But then on the other side, you have the hollows, which is the supernatural neighborhood. And they don't really have aspirin there. They they use magic. And I thought that was a really interesting concept and something I would have loved to see explored more in the novel. The world building that we see is quite good, but there just is a lot left up to just not knowing what they're talking about Uh, it takes a long time getting into the book for them to explain any of this stuff so for example we get people using turn as an insult like go turn yourself but we don't actually find out about you know tomato gate uh, until page 30 uh, 38 39 so you've got to kind of blunder through not really understanding anything about the world state for nearly 40 pages until we're told oh yeah about you know this whole tomato that wiped out a big portion of humanity it feels like a lot of the time some of the world building is just not explained like rachel's a witch but we don't really find out a huge amount about what that is is it something that you're born as because we see a secretary later on whose sister wants to train to be a witch Obviously there's a genetic difference between witches and humans, because they're not vulnerable to the same virus, but what are their innate talents? What, what can they do? We learn that Rachel does earth magic and she makes charms and potions. We don't really see her use a huge amount of magic. She like invokes charms, which I guess are these little wooden items that she carves. They're not very well described. I couldn't really picture them uh, with her own blood and then like uses them on people. She does that a few times. She turns herself into an animal with a potion a few times, but we don't really see her do a lot of like magic outside of that. And I I found it difficult at times to sort of know what her abilities were. And it's kind of hard to get worried about the peril that the character's in if you don't know what the limits of their abilities are. Like, you know that they're not human but how much should you be worried for them in different circumstances? And the only times that I, I really felt the peril was, spoiler alert, later on in the novel where she's captured as an animal, because I knew that she didn't have any abilities at this point. Like, her unknown abilities didn't really factor in because she couldn't use them because she was an animal. And that was sort of the only time that I really felt like I understood The danger that she was in because I I didn't really understand the limits of of different characters and this isn't just limited to Rachel it's later on she receives like a mortal wound and she has a witch healer a vampire and a pixie all trying to to heal her in different ways but I had no idea what was possible or impossible based on their abilities so I didn't know how much trouble she was in Uh, so that was a little bit unfortunate there are a lot of sections of the book where i just kind of didn't know what was going on and had to read over different passages like what is actually being said here and sometimes that was due to like typos or missing words and sometimes it was just to do with there being quite lengthy periods of introspection or description where in the middle of a great big long paragraph would be buried an important detail Like that Rachel had turned back from being an animal and was a person again. So that was an issue. I think if I'd been having a better time and not skimming as much, I probably wouldn't have fallen foul of that so many times. But there were definitely also occasions where it was due to like errors in the, the writing itself. For example, on page 274 down at the bottom, it says, you'll need proof before going to the IS. They kill you before helping you tag him. And it's something like that can really make you stumble because obviously it means they'd kill you before. It's, it's just a, a small error but just sort of, gets st- sort of stumbles you up and then you can't get back into the paragraph and it feels like a, a big long labour to read. The novel is just over 400 pages long and the plot does get a little bit repetitive. You know, Rachel breaks into the same guy's home slash business three separate times and gets captured or found out every single time she also breaks into her old place of work like the, the records files there's a lot of, of sort of going over old ground the same kind of plot line and then in between all those we're sent back to rachel's house so that she can have a, a tete-a-tete with her friends which are also kind of samey so i got a little bit bored with it at those points um the thing that really got to me and i could not understand the point of was Rachel breaking back into the same record space. So she tries to break into the record space. Once she gets found out and she has to run away before she can really get away with anything. But her pixie companion is able to break in and causes a photocopier to make extra copies of everything that her enemy I- is copying. So she wants to, to know what he was looking at. So instead of this pixie who's, who's already in there reading these extra files and then reporting the context back to her she has to turn into an animal and break in again just to go and read some extra copies in a waste basket and i couldn't for the life of me understand why i had to read like pages and pages and pages of her getting ready to do this heist and then doing it and then getting out for what was precious little information she doesn't really find out anything important from these documents but also information that could have been relayed to her by someone else so it just felt like a pointless exercise in making the book longer and I didn't really enjoy it so that kind of made me question it. It also kind of suffers from that like badass protagonist syndrome you know we've got to be introduced to Rachel in a dive bar wearing leather pants with red hair like you know the standard urban fantasy protagonist is someone who has a slight lack of confidence in themselves and yet somehow manages to wear black leather pants all the time it it just it felt a little bit samey to like a lot of other things in the genre and it wasn't as badass as it kind of maybe wanted it to feel at times because Rachel fails at basically everything she tries to do and in the end The only way that she manages to sort everything out is by going to people who actually know how to do their jobs and being like, hey, I I need you to arrest someone for me. So so she doesn't really come across as a badass. She comes across as just hot-headed and stupid. So I didn't really enjoy her as a protagonist. So clearly this novel is just not my taste at all. But I feel better for having finished it. I can say that. I think it was unfair of me to give up at the point that I gave up before. There are elements in it that are interesting like the, the moment where she takes the pills the moment where she is is trapped as an animal and has to like enter into like animal fights and then get away they show real interesting parts of her character real interesting parts of the world building i wish there had been more of that in the book and less very long multi-person conversations which didn't really tell me a huge amount about the world it was just them kind of riffing backwards and forwards off of each other in that kind of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, everyone's a sarcastic comic genius kind of way. So I probably won't be reading the rest of the books in the series, but if you like urban fantasy, if you like uh, new and interesting kind of fantasy worlds, and you can kind of read this stuff without getting frustrated like I did, like if you like lots of description and lots of interpersonal, conversations in in place of you know plot development th- then this is definitely a book that you'll enjoy a lot of people do enjoy this book it has great reviews so i'm not saying don't read it but if you're the kind of person who like me isn't really into urban fantasy and for whom even r- reading stuff like kelly armstrong is a bit of a stretch for your enjoyment this book is not going to be the one to convert you so i would steer clear. clip Neither do I think it's really for a teenage audience. That's probably why I couldn't finish it. There's a lot of adult stuff going on in there. And I don't mean in terms of like risque or violent stuff. It's just more based on kind of law enforcement jargon, I would say, than than fantasy. It, it goes into a lot of stuff about backroom dealings and very complicated plot which at times I kind of lost the thread of completely and forgot who they were meant to be um, investigating because he hadn't been mentioned for hundreds of pages um, especially at the start of the novel it requires a a big attention span because it doesn't give you a lot to catch hold of in the beginning so I don't think you know uh, your traditional sort of teenage reader is going to get along well with that i think it's sort of squarely more aimed at the more adult audience there's also no like strong romance plot Uh, i know that's something that attracts a lot of people to like the kelly armstrong books Is like the romance between like um the main character like paige and their boyfriend like lucas in, in in the novels but this doesn't really have that there there is I I would say more relationship chemistry between Rachel and her roommate slash vampire helper Ivy than there is between her and the random human guy that shows up over halfway through the book. So maybe there'll be more like romance and stuff in in later books, but if you're looking for like the great romance start up in this first novel, it's, it's really not there. And there were certain things that made me a bit uncomfortable about Ivy and Rachel's relationship, I'm going to trigger warn for sort of discussions of abuse and assault. Ivy is basically a vampire, and when Rachel antagonizes her or is infuriating or basically is herself, Ivy gets worked up and wants to bite her. And this is framed as being Rachel's fault and something that Rachel needs to apologise for and work to make sure it doesn't happen again. Like Ivy says, like, "Don't make me angry." because then it will be your fault and things like that. And it just feels very abuse apologist that somehow it's Rachel's fault that Ivy can't control herself, that Ivy has lied about her degree of control and lied to get Rachel to live with her. So so that made me kind of uncomfortable, made me like Rachel less. So there's that as well, which was an element that I didn't really enjoy. But like I said, if you're going to sort of look past that or see that maybe in the the urban fantasy spirit in which it was intended and not analogous to something else then you'll probably also enjoy the book it just it wasn't really my cup of tea and we'll leave it at that if you have any other book recommendations uh, do drop them into the comments on youtube or email me hit me up on twitter Um, just get in touch and let me know things that you would recommend because I am running out of fiction books to read if you'll believe that for a moment I have so many non-fiction books that I just lack the the mental preparedness to go into and I'm running low on novels so definitely recommend me anything recommend me any movies because they're always a nice quick break for me when I'm struggling to read a novel get those recommendations in and I will take a look and in the meantime I'll see you in the next one bye